1: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. And what a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimović's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair...
2: What's good everybody welcome back to the show shout out to the members of the patreon nick chavez ryan pisner christopher velasquez Corey johnson hoops Derek platys daniel gibson and our newest member of the patreon mary going by one name like a brazilian soccer star mary thank you so much welcome on board you're a legend now so what you guys are about to hear is alan and i giving our biggest storylines additions subtractions x factors in the afc east this episode has been up already for about a week on the patreon if you want to listen to the episodes <clears throat> excuse me before they go out to the whole public check out our patreon page patreon.com slash veterans minimum there's a lot of cool stuff on there as well as my interview with ariani celesti ufc ring girl great girl it's already up on the patreon it'll be out on thursday for everybody else so show us some love check us out thank you all for listening and enjoy the rest of the program I'm working am workin' hard respect
1: in my city I'm working off for respect, yeah You think you got it, I got it for real You think you got what I got, uh This one for those they forget in my city This one for those they forget, yeah This dog up the leash and ready to kill
2: Homie, go
0: finish your mail Okay, guys,
2: what you're about to hear right now Is an episode that Allen and I recorded last week And obviously shit hit the fan last night And Cam Newton has signed with the New England Patriots on a one-year, bare minimum, up to $7.5 million. They recently worked him out Did the New England Patriots, and we've been seeing all these videos circulate about Cam Newton. I just wanted to take a couple of minutes quick before we dive into the episode as to how significant I think this move is. First of all, you guys know I've been a Cam Newton guy. I've been yelling from the rooftops, Chargers, what's good chargers how do you not go out and get cam newton and now new england went out and got cam newton and it was something that i talk about on this week's well this episode that you're going to listen to right now with alan are we sure about stidham new england had him in house they didn't go out to sign a quarterback and i think it's very telling that they do go out and bring cam newton because i think it says a lot about how they feel about stidham that they brought in cam newton buy low on cam newton right now one year deal for cam i think it is exceptional. I think this is the ideal move for New England and for Cam Newton also. He goes to an organization that is structured from ownership down to the last player on the roster. There's no if, and, or buts with this franchise. It's all about winning. And Cam Newton is going to go over there. And my favorite thing about this deal is it's a prove it year for Cam Newton as well. It's a one year deal. He's going to want to ball out. Guys, he's 31 years old. He's not old. Now, of course, I know. Is he going to be healthy? We don't know. The jury's still out. The last two seasons, they've been derailed. His campaign has been derailed to show people that he's a top 12 to 15 quarterback, where I think I would put him in the top 10 if I'm being honest with you. But right now off the top, I definitely think he is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, especially with the head coach Bill Belichick being over there. Still got Josh McDaniels over there. Weapons are a little suspect, right? Edelman is up there in age. We don't know what he has left. And how much of that was Tom Brady? Harry, I don't know much. I'm not a fan of his. Most new I know Allen is is on that most sinew bandwagon. Once again, as always, shout out to the Falcons. But I think Cam Newton going over there. He has a lot to prove. He's gonna want to get paid. If Cam throws for four thousand yards, they win 10 games, go 10 and 6, make the playoffs. New England's going to have a big decision. Shit, we just saw him for a year. Do we bring him back? But then also other teams are going to be like, he's going to be 32. The quarterback position has changed so much over the last couple of years where now you could play into your late 30s at a high level. Phillip Rivers just two years ago was an MVP candidate. Drew Brees still balling. Tom Brady still balling. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl close to 40 years old. Eli Manning, uh, but it's all right. You know, not everyone's perfect. So I think Cam Newton going over there. This is a money, money, money move for Cam Newton and for New England. You're buying low on Cam. It's a high upside play if it works out for you. And if it doesn't, you cut your losses after one season. Expectations are already low for you coming into this year. Anyway, everyone's riding the bills. I know I am. I think it was Buffalo's division to to lose. And... I think now this is a game changer in the entire AFC, where I don't think the AFC is that good this year, ladies and gentlemen. I think the AFC is super-duper top-heavy. Once again, it's going to be Baltimore. It's going to be Kansas City. I think they're on a collision course to the AFC title game. There are a couple of teams that people are excited about. I like Denver more than most people. Who knows what's going to happen in Vegas with the Raiders? But I do think Cam going to New England, this is a game changer for that for that division and for the conference too. And I think with Cam going over there, I'll tell you this much, I already know who I'm betting on comeback player of the year. Cam Newton, 22 to one odds. It's, uh, It's something that I really, really like. I like the odds. It makes sense. All he needs to do is make the playoffs in a division that's pretty, pretty suspect, especially on how you feel about Josh Allen, which we get to in this episode. So... There'll be some stuff on Cam Newton on the Patreon exclusives. Elaborate more over there, patreon.com slash veteransminimum. But yeah, I just wanted to come on here real quick before posting the episode just to address Cam Newton going to the Patriots. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Make sure you check us out on Patreon, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube if you want to watch the videos. Too sweet for everybody watching these right now. My guy is in the building again. A double E N, what it do? A. Hey. Back again. Got another division breakdown. Arguably the most dullest division, but we gotta do them all. And we're staying with the theme of the East. Keeping it close to home. A couple of teams that we know well. Unfortunately, some of us might know them too well. Ah, But it's also <laughs> it's also fun. These are some of my favorite it's episodes. It's kind of like
3: the land. Of, I don't know kinda of using they're Like is it the land of opportunity now they've seized? So I don't know. Cause isn't it Buffaloes to lose? Kinda, of, but they're still kinda there's flaws there. Like it's, there's nothing certain. When you have a quarterback as unstable as Josh Allen, nothing is certain.
2: So th- that's the yeah. biggest issue. Is yeah. people are either all in on Allen, they're not all in on Allen. Those people are all in on Josh Allen. There are some people right, yeah. we can't count. Buffalo I'm all in guys. on this Allen. This I, Allen here. I'm a, man, I'm a that, fan of. That might be the best. Thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Allen. You know he has. He's a, he's a dope fantasy quarterback because he runs. I like Allen Robinson. But, I I kind of think it's Buffalo's to lose, man.
3: It is in a way, but I don't, I just don't think they're heavy favorites. They're favorites, but not heavy favorites
2: because there's still work to be
3: done with that offense.
2: New England is actually the favorite to still win the division, but not by much, by $10. So New England's plus 120. The Bills are plus 130. But this is going to be the first time in 20 years he's not the quarterback, Tom Brady. Um, you know we're gonna get into additions and subtractions and whatnot, but the answer for subtraction is Brady. Did you have that? How can it not be? Yeah, yeah. Mean? So I want I picked someone different yeah. just to be contrary. We'll talk
3: about others, but that that's the huge thing here. Yeah.
2: So they're gonna go with Stidham.
3: I don't know anything. About, I I generally have a good opinion on almost every player, like skill position player, or quarterback in the league. I do not have an opinion on him because I just never seen him. I think he came in for spot-up duty
2: against the Jets in like week three and he threw a pick six. Yeah. So the the only reason why I might be optimistic about Stidham is they know him better than we do since they've had him. Mm -hmm. So if they didn't go out and get Jameis Winston or Cam or Andy Dalton and all the, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was rumored at the time. Kind of tells me that they like what they see with Stidham. Now, it's not going to be twelve and four. It's not going to be ten and six. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think that run is they out the really window. Got
3: any skill position players either? Like who have they really brought in?
2: Mm-mm. What's Edelman going to look like without Brady now? Yeah. Right. How much of his success was because of Brady? Damn, he's gonna get—he's gonna get a lot of targets, like
3: little hitches. Like he's gonna right. six-yard game by Julian Edelman's gonna right. he lot. might be the
2: best quarterback on that team.
3: Oh, hey, come on, man! I'm a new guy, you know this. Oh, <laughs> true. Mosinu was playing with a high ankle sprain last year. new is coming back with a vengeance.
2: What about that fleecing of the Falcons? Just oh. making that move, huh? Well, second round pick
3: well, for that. If they better hope Hayden Hurst pans out because they trade that second round for Hayden Hurst, who has done much, but we'll see.
2: I think Hayden Hurst is fine. I think he was a product of a situation that didn't really let him flourish. Like, how many tight ends did Baltimore run last year? You have Boyle and then, obviously, Mark Andrews. Yeah, Yeah. Andrews erupted and became, like, the go-to playmaking tight end. Yeah,
3: Red's a monster. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so I don't know, man. I kind of like – I don't like the fit of Diggs, but I like Diggs as a player. Mm -hmm. I do think he's very – john brownish right it's it's two guys who i think are they're not julio jones aj green the size Mm -hmm. that you would want at wide receiver i think they have a lot of guys similar to when seattle won the super bowl in 2013 no wide receiver was over 510 on that roster yeah tate harvin who barely was injured most of the year and then like baldwin yeah so you had a lot of guys that were undersized but they were the quick slant Mm -hmm. guys uh javon curse Jermaine, curse. Yeah, Jermaine, Chris, yeah. Javon, curse was yeah. a defensive end, right? The freak, the freak, yeah, yeah, but they're kind of that similar mold, except that these guys are a lot quicker. Cole Beasley, also, mm-hmm. so your favorite cowboy of all time? Oh, dude, he he was around longer than Des was. By the way,
3: can we break? As quick break as up. Uh, uh, since what? Two, I've known you since what? Like 2012, 2013, we became boys. And one of your biggest takes, and it's right, I can't believe it's right, that you're just saying how Cole is like the best or most valuable, however you want to phrase it, of the Cowboys. in uh, their receiving corps, and Ralph would just get agitated every time. And longevity-wise, Cole Beasley, he was tearing up Houston in the playoffs. Josh Allen, just be unstable as he is. But hey, Cole World, still was, out here. <laughs> yeah, <he's> 2020.
2: Still,
3: <laughs> still out here, he's balling. 14th round in your fantasy league. If it's PPR, <laughs> you know you're doing it.
2: He's balling, man. I I used to do that to troll, and then it got to a point where like he would have like pretty good games. I'd be like, yo, look, look at Cole World just out there running. But I I do think there's a lot of question marks with Miami. There's a lot of question marks with the Jets. I think if you look, the least amount of question marks is Buffalo. Yeah, that's why I'm ultimately siding with them. Now we're not giving picks on who we like, mm-hmm. or who's going to be like our actual official picks mm-hmm. that we'll do like later on in the summer. But man, I, I really think Buffalo has a chance of being a top two seed in the AFC. Over Kansas City and Baltimore? Yeah, I think I think Baltimore is gonna regress a little bit. Now, regress to maybe twelve wins. I mean, because of schedule. I really it's... I really
3: like what they've done this off season. No, of course. Yeah.
2: I'm not I'm not shitting on them. Yeah. But I do think Buffalo can make noise and be a contender for home field Now question Is Is the new rules this year Is it seven teams this year I don't think so That's next year Yeah Cause that's gonna be interesting Where Moving forward Only the one seed Is gonna be The actual buy. I hate that And two through seven Yeah you don't like that
3: I hate that I think you're just giving One seed way too much Of uh, favoritism yeah. And I, I think my other big issue, I hate rewarding the seven C because it's going to be some mediocre team most years. Like, you rarely see, okay, occasionally you might see a 10-win team not make the playoffs, but it's like, More times than not, it's like a 9-7, and 8-8 team. Eight eight. Like, would you really have wanted to, like, I, look, I love that Steelers defense, but no one wanted to watch Pittsburgh if they would have made the playoffs. Oh, hell no. Not with that offense. Or Rams looking kind of shaky. It just has been a, I, that's the thing that aggravates me most, the seven C Once I could, all right, you want to give home feel a little bit, fine. I'm not crazy about it. But just rewarding another team, I think you're kind of devaluing it. But NFL always, always every every off they do something. Just, it's
2: kind of yeah. a money grab for them too. That's just an additional playoff game. Exactly. I don't like it either. Uh, I think it was. I just think
3: it, it's so much meaning, like making the playoffs, especially as a wild card. Like you're one of those two teams.
2: And think about it. Every other league outside of baseball, half your league makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in the NBA, there's 30 teams, 16 more than half your league makes the playoffs. I know it's one extra team. Right. Hockey, the same thing. Baseball, it's dope. I like what baseball did with the wild card. I think that was cool because it made August and September when a team had a, a 19 game lead, like the Yankees would have a 19 game lead it made it dope for the teams that were chasing that second wild card like yeah, that was cool right. and I like the urgency I think the one thing that baseball suffer, suffers with the most that uh, there's no urgency there's 162 games obviously now they got their own shit they got to deal with yeah. with the ownership and if they're even going to have a baseball season but in baseball 10 teams make the playoffs in the NFL it was dope 32 teams only, only 12 make it so I don't like it that much I kind of in the in the beginning I was like oh dope more football but then you bring up a good point like do you really want to see the and, Steelers? And, cause there's or? some
3: duds and some wild. Like there's been years where the wild card game at uh, four thirty with Houston. Most years, like, I know it got entertaining at the end, but there's a lot of the, some wild card games are just bad that buffalo jacksonville a couple years ago
2: oh yeah dude (laughs) what about colts colts texans was a snooze fest also yeah Indy was up like 21 nothing at one point and it was watson looked like he never played football before
3: it's just there's always some duds and now you're bringing more and i'm not a fan of it but what are you gonna do Uh, what's your best addition
2: all right let's get into that my best addition we kind of touched on him being a subtraction in the last episode that we did with the nfc east i think it's byron jones man byron jones coming over I still like Xavier Howard, but sure his I don't like his contract, but I still think he's a, he's a pretty good corner. Now you got two shutdown corners over there, or two really top tier corners, mm-hmm. and I like Brian Flores as a head coach. He really grew on me. They played a lot of one score games last year, which is something to look out for for them this year, and I like what they're building in in Miami. Mm-hmm. I really like what they're building. I have my X factor. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I think Byron Jones, man, you get one of the top corners in free agency. I say one of, because I like to think James Bradbury, you kind of swung me on him. Um, Ultimately being the best corner available and the giants grabbed him, but Byron Jones, man, I think that was a big get for Miami. Another thing I find fascinating in Miami is they're not going to, I don't know if it's traditional, but the recent
3: trend would be, okay, we got to stack up the front four, get as many edge rushers, Tier tackles that could get the pass as possible. Miami's going the route of, and this is maybe kind of the route that New England went. Just build up that secondary. We're gonna lock people down because that New England Super Bowl season. That's what they did.
2: But think about also like Baltimore last year. They had a really good secondary. Yeah, of Jim course, they trade for for, for Marcus Peters mm-hmm. also. But you're right, man. It is a copycat league. Mm-hmm. When you see something works and you can maybe go against the norm a little bit, mm-hmm. I think it it goes a long way. Yeah. Because when the Patriots won it
3: in twenty, oh my god, cause they won the, Yeah, when they beat the Rams and but before they had to beat the Chiefs and Mahomes wasn't getting that many easy throws. Like he really had to work for him. He had to make a lot of contested passes, you know, hitting in tight windows. So maybe Flores is kind of bringing that over here. Let's stack us. Remember, you know, they got Gilmore, New England, so. They could bring that over there. So I, I do like that they're going a different route compared to, you know, some teams where it's just like, okay, we're going to spend this, this money on edge rusher. Okay, we got to get this three-tech interior rusher. Like, no, let's let's go with the secondary and build from there. So it's interesting. Uh, my best addition, I'm a little bit of a fanboy of his, so maybe that's why I'm going with him. But, man, I love Stephon Diggs. I don't know about the fit, but the player itself, like I think Diggs is up there with uh, – Devontae Adams and Keenan, Keenan Allen as the best route run in the league. Like some of the routes Stephon Diggs runs, he roasts corners. He breaks them into pieces. And it's unfortunate that him and Kirk Cousins never seem to be on the same page. Okay, there were some games they were, but for a large part, he was frustrated a lot. So I don't know him and Josh Allen if that's much of an upgrade, but I am just excited. I think Diggs can be more motivated. I think he's in an offense where they're not going to be so run oriented, like Mike Zimmer made it. A, priority with Gary Kubiak to be a run first offense they went pretty old school last year I think in Buffalo they're gonna at least be a little bit more balanced especially with Josh Allen they want to see his growth as a passer so I think Diggs can get more opportunities I think it's just a matter of efficiency I don't know if the I'm very interested to see what his cash percentage is at the end of the year when you look at the targets like is it gonna be over 50% because it's just Josh Allen so volatile as a passer but I think pure talent wise I love Stefan Diggs and definitely helps that Buffalo
2: offense takes him to another level. Diggs, Brown, Beasley, the running back. Who's the running back? Singletary. They have an interesting tight end. Oh, Dawson Knox. Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
3: know why I was blanking on his name. They, they have a fascinating offense.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's going to come down to Josh Allen. I think how you feel about Josh Allen is going to be how you're going to handicap how you feel about Buffalo.
3: Um, You know, I got kind of an interesting comparison. Let me bring this up: Buffalo, in a way, a little bit offensively, obviously not defensively, because I think Buffalo defensively could be top five, borderline. They're kind of like the Giants in a way. They have all these playmakers, but can their quarterback get them the ball consistently enough? Will the quarterback protect the ball? Because Josh Allen, kind of reckless, puts puts the ball in harm's way a lot, fumbles quite a bit, kind of a loose scrambler as well. In a way, Daniel Jones. I think there's some similarities there between Buffalo and the Giants
2: yeah no i like that actually now that i think of, i was about to like jump over the table when you first mentioned it but then as like you were explaining it yeah definitely the defense is a is a no contest yeah. buffaloes is superior um i also think that they have the edge at the coaching too i think doug mcdermott is a tremendous coach and he don't get the right respect i feel like he's like the nfl twitter's coach like
3: the issue with him is the whole Nathan Pierman situation set him back like 10 steps. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, that bro. that was just like, say, I don't care how you feel about Tyra Taylor, but bench Tyra Taylor for Nathan Pierman, it was just inexcusable. The fact that he still made the playoffs after that was just hilarious. Yeah. So, that kind of knocked him down a few pegs, but you have to commend what Doug McDermott's doing. That team, the, the best thing with Buffalo is you know they're not going to get blown out. This is a team that will compete. Every minute. Like they are going to bring it and they will bully teams. Look the way they bullied Dallas on
2: Thanksgiving. That was just a beatdown. Oh my god, I love it. if I could go back in time to make even more of a wager. I was so confident in that. It was like the first Bills game on, on Thanksgiving since like the nineties also. That was such a good spot for yeah. Buffalo. Oh gotta love it. Gotta love it. I, I, I like it though. Both quarterbacks need to protect the ball. You look at on paper, you look at some of those names and you like what you see. You like what you see. So I would say the Giants have a better offense though. So. Factor in Ingram and Barkley.
3: I think skill position wise, okay, yeah. As a whole, collectively? Yeah, 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 collectively.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: Just a matter of quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Speaking of quarterbacks, biggest subtraction.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. You talk about the, the first dope. time in 20 years <laughs> not being over there. Yeah, that's that's the one, but I didn't pick that. Okay. I didn't pick that. That's the obvious one, but yeah. you,
3: you could give us an alternative.
2: I said Robbie Anderson. I'm not
3: sure how much the subtraction is just because they had no idea how to use them. So I don't know how much of the subtraction is when I, you don't know how to use the player.
2: Very fair. Yeah. I'm looking at it from the standpoint of him and Darnold had something. Okay. There was a pretty good chemistry between the two of them. They were top 10 in PFF in yards over 20, um, passes over 20 yards QBR. It was like up there with like Tyree Kill and Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. to Russell Wilson, that connection too. That was a very promising connection. And there didn't seem to be any hostility between the two. We talked about Watson and Hopkins. How do you break up such a perfect pairing? Uh, my buddy, Maldo, he's from Houston, and he was saying how, dude, they would do all the commercials together. Like if Hopkins got a commercial, Watson's with me, and then vice versa. So how do you break that up? And I think, obviously, on a lesser level, because yeah, and I would Watson, say, are you really making this? Coming? No, no. But I'm saying that dude, it was, they had something there and you look at the Jets roster. You're not looking at a lot of world beaters at wide receiver. Who's their best wide receiver. Jamison Crowder, a slot guy. If your slot guy is your best wide receiver, it's never going to go well for you. Right. You take this dude, Mims who I like coming out of Baylor, but again, he's a Baylor wide receiver. Those guys don't really pan out that much. It's a system that always inflates your numbers. And I just don't know. I don't know. And if you're if you're the Jets, you haven't really surrounded Sam Darnold with a lot. I know there's been a big discussion between Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Who would you rather have? Both are on polar opposites of the spectrum when it comes to what their team has done around them. Yeah, in terms of infrastructure. Yeah, dude, from top to bottom. Like, it's just, it's a no contest for me. I think it's a clean sweep across the board, but I still think Darnold's the better quarterback. Now, you address the offensive line, that's going to be a big issue. You get another skill guy in, in Mims coming in from Baylor. But for the most part, I also don't like him going to Carolina. I thought that was a weird... That's a weird... I think just...
1: Two-year, $20 million contract. Yeah, that's he's Because
3: like, remember, he wasn't getting much interest at the beginning. Yeah. So... He just he's like, oh, shit, it. 20 mils? Yeah, sign yeah, me up. Teddy B does not have a great arm.
1: Our
2: boy uh, Curtis Samuel might be an interesting guy to watch out for for maybe getting traded. I I've, know been he's hearing, been... I've
3: been hearing that since February. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yo, Green Bay. They don't like receivers. <laughs> Dude, for fuck's sakes. Put that guy outside. of Yo, opposite we got, we, of we The episode's coming up soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yo, going back to Robbie Anderson, I was looking at it from what he meant to Darnold, the connection that they had. They had some blow up games together, and it was just consistency wasn't there though. That's yeah. He was also hurt a little bit. Also, Darnold left a couple games, yeah. and and that hurt him also.
3: We gotta take in the Adam Gase. That's the the sheep here.
2: Yeah, Adam Gase for sure. But I think for me, Robbie Anderson it was a big loss for the Jets for what he meant to Sam Darnold more than anything. Okay, I don't have
3: an alternative. It just for me, it was Brady because I this division. Talent wise, I think it's severely lacking.
2: Think about it: if Brady was on the Pats, no contest, right? New yeah. England again. Yeah, one guy leaves, and it's like, yo, this shit is wide open now. Yeah, like if they maybe would
3: have, I don't know who they could have gotten. Because look, we we both love Cam Newton, but we all know Cam Newton's status right now. They, he can't take a physical because the pandemic. But you know, but for them not even to get someone like Jameis, I thought was a little head scratching because. I'm still someone that thinks Jameis Winston could be serviceable. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but Jameis Winston, uh, him and Belichick would have been a really cool dynamic. But one thing that we should probably bring up, like, what would our outlook be like if they signed Andy Dalton? I don't think it would
2: be that high because Andy Dalton has a ceiling. That's a hell of a question. I think if they signed Andy Dalton, I'd probably pick him to win the division.
1: Wow.
2: Because at least I know what I'm getting with Andy Dalton.
3: I just wish they had a better supporting cast. Like, like, like New England has not. I'm surprised. So
2: so yo, let's talk a little bit about Brady. Yeah. I think he's in a very interesting situation right now because he's 43. Mm-hmm. He also got some weapons. That's an understatement. He got <laughs> the he has the best one-two punch in the NFL at wide receiver. Yeah. And I don't need to see Godwin. Do it for years. I saw what he did last year, and I know about Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. That don't mean dick to me. I saw what they did last year, and I know what Mike Evans is capable of. That's the best one-two wide receiver combo in the league. You throw in Gronk. You throw in Bruce Arians as an offensive mind, which I like.
3: OJ Howard's still hanging on. My guy. OJ (laughs) Howard's still hanging on. Three targets again.
2: Reaching for that bottom rope for the hot tag to break up the submissions. (laughs) But I do think... It's going to play out. One of two things is going to come out this year. Brady struggled in New England because they didn't have the weapons. And if they had some weapons, maybe they kept Antonio Brown. Maybe they just put up with the BS that he was bringing to the table. And, you know, maybe they didn't let go of Josh Gordon. Because, dude, remember at one point, we are like, yo, Josh Gordon, Edelman, uh, AB. Clearly Uh, too much baggage. Yeah, and then before you know it, it's like, McKeel Harry is the number one wide receiver for them. Who's their slot guy? They had someone like... Dorsett, Dorset was there's like a another big... receiver, yeah.
3: But there's another receiver they rely on. I forgot his name, but he was like there was like a one week where he's like, oh, he might be a difference maker. But
2: dude, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago, Rasheed Caldwell passed away.
3: Wow, yeah, I saw
2: that. That's another guy that Brady strung to thirteen wins. Right. just look at some of the names like Dave, I remember like Givens, he was a classic. Givens, Dave, yeah, but, Dion
3: Branch. I think Dion Branch was legitimately good. Like I want to put him in that role player role. Like he, there was times.
2: He, nah, but he, I I do think because he left to go to Seattle and he kind of disappeared. Uh, Seattle at that
3: time was wasteland. That like, was wasteland. Seeing. Yeah, you're right. Them right. in
2: Chicago. Like I remember when my, oh
3: the great Mustin Muhammad oh, went yes. to Chicago. Yes. And I was just like oh and I think someone said like oh Chicago where receivers go to die.
2: Like, Yo, oh, what was so. that running back Carolina had Foster? What was his Trump first name? Sean Foster. Yo. <laughs> Came in like Stephen Davis, that yeah. one-two punch they had for a little bit. That shit was fun.
3: Then Nick Goings came in. Oh, my yeah. God. Talk about throwbacks. But, yeah, I just think with New England right now, the fact that they haven't really reloaded offensively, like you just don't know what to expect. They still don't have much of deep threats. It was just a lot of possession, guys. And I just, I don't know. It's just a huge, it's very mysterious there. And I don't think McDonald's is going to be all of a sudden develop this, like, whole Run first offense, again. Like, I don't think Sully so Michelle has the needs to handle that workload. So uh, it's gonna, I'm excited to see what like Belichick and McDaniel's put together, but uh, when it comes to subtraction, it's got to be Tom
2: Brady. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners at BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds. And lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, Blue Wire. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. BAM! One take. <laughs> Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. Uh, what's your biggest storyline? Oh, my God. You just said Sony Michelle taking a running back in the first round. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's rough.
3: Not if you're the Chiefs. That might work out. Maybe. <sighs> yeah. But when you have a cheat code at quarterback, I guess you could do it. And cheat code at tight end.
2: My storyline, we kind of touched on it in passing, but I'm very high on Buffalo. And I wonder if they can make a serious run. Like, I, I think their defense, like you said, is going to keep them in games. Dude, imagine if – like, look, we didn't think San Francisco this time last year was going to be the one seed. Crazier mm-hmm. things have happened. Imagine you got to go into Buffalo in January. Ooh. And think about them. They're <laughs> fucking starving for playoff football in but Buffalo.
3: I, I don't know if they're going to have fans. Like...
2: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, but, but they'll have the conditions. They'll have yeah, the yeah.
3: – Mother Nature.
2: Yeah. So – I just think that, Joshua
3: Allen protect the ball when it's ten degrees snowing? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think I think the Bills have a legit chance of making noise in the AFC and I, being a top seed.
3: I got a question. Would you say the Bills, because right now you're not making any argument that they're better than Kansas City or Baltimore. That's not happening. But you would you say the Bills are our third best
2: team right now in the AFC? Yeah. Almost by default. Ooh. Who else would you say?
3: I still gotta give Tennessee some love. I know, I know this questions with Tannehill, but still, I think Tennessee. You got credit. I think Pittsburgh or Rossburg back could be a legitimate threat.
2: But I'm worried. We haven't seen him in a year. Tommy John. It's is there's some serious concerns mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I think that's a. If you want to look at a from a betting perspective, a team that might make, be able to make noise that has a defense in place like Pittsburgh, I think that's. That's a, you know, they're twenty five to one. It's not really a deep long yeah. shot, but a sort of long shot. I like Denver a lot more than they're the trendy pick. They're the trendy yeah. pick now.
3: Chargers are lurking, but AFC is really depleted.
2: I just yeah. think that you know Houston's not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think this year.
3: If they, I swear, if they, that would be one of the craziest coaching jobs. It's like if they somehow just peeked their way. In.
2: It was funny. A report came out that. Uh, Bill O'Brien Was gonna take a knee With the players And it's like This guy gotta do Whatever he can To win over that locker room oh,
3: their, I, for, their fourth receiver Is making Three year Was it three year 27 million Randall Cobb Shit What is he He's probably their Second receiver dude Well you got Cooks Fuller Oh
2: shit I forgot about Brandon Cooks
3: Who, who, who else is there Cooks Fuller I'm blanking on someone Brandon Cooks I know That's your one of your Favorite players <gasps> Wait who am I blanking on Cooks Fuller Is another receiver Oh Kenny Stills oh, Dude Kenny Stills Gotta get traded somewhere I always say Kenny. Every year, I'm excited about Kenny Stills. I'm like, man, he's got to go to a new team. <laughs> but all right, look, I think Bills. You can make a compelling argument that's the third. I think it's just more of a case of the AFC being pretty depleted. Sure, they're they're
2: gonna benefit from the AFC being weak. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think I I would say they're the third best team in the AFC. Okay. Uh, my biggest storyline.
3: I know it's generic. I know it's easier out, but it's gotta be the Patriots. How they move forward without the face of the franchise, you know, without Brady. Uh, if I could talk a little more about the Patriots, I just think how much their defense didn't carry them. Like, I want to see what their defense looks like against top tier opponents. We saw how much they beat up on bad quarterbacks. I want to see, can their defense really carry them for 16 games? Cause they faded a bit in the second half.
2: I don't think they faded. I think they ran into good offenses and they were a fluke all year. I was saying it, yo, it's dope when you're nine and zero, And I understand you play who's on your record. Uh, Sorry. You play who's schedule. on your schedule. But dude, you can't sit here and tell me that I can't be critical of the, the greatest defense ever, and you're playing fucking jobbers at quarterback, Joubert's. <laughs> like, come on! I could be, yeah, yeah you could be nine and zero, but I could also nitpick that you haven't played anyone good. I think both are applicable arguments that you can have. Oh yeah,
3: we were saying in October. Yeah. November, so I'm just curious, like, because it just seems like their talent level continues to. Go down Year in year out Now it's just like How much more Can this coach have? Can they continue doing this Like the McCourty's Are getting a year older Oh so they still have A guy like Gilmore They lost Jamie Collins Of Detroit That was a big Wait No not Jamie Collins Who am I blanking on
2: Trent Flowers no, Trey Flowers ago. I don't know Who here I don't know I'm So many about. Patriots yeah. Go to Detroit bro So I'll cut you some slack <laughs> But, oh, Van Noy! There Van we go. Van Noy. Noy went to Miami.
3: Van Noy was so good there; he fits perfectly right. there. I think he's a big loss. He left from Detroit. Percent. That's yeah. why he got confused. Went to Detroit. Now he's in Miami. So, it just year in year out, you see the Patriots losing more and more talent. You, you just wonder how much they can push forward. Like how much more can Belichick and mcdaniel's do over there? So, I think that's for me the biggest storyline.
2: I'll never forget the arguments I would have with people about the Patriots last year, because, man, I, I like PFF, I like advanced analytics, but I also love, love, all reliable the eye test. And when you watch as much football as we do, sometimes the eyes don't lie. What did Scarface say? The eyes, The eyes don't lie, Chico. Ah, right. Yeah. Like, like you could. T- I think his boy told him that that girl liked him. It was because of the eyes and like yo, your eyes don't lie, dude. And I saw that they were lighting up teams defensively, but they were also playing a lot of shitty quarterbacks with a lot of shitty offenses. Like Luke Falk was taking snaps f- for the Jets, and it's like, yeah, you're gonna shut them out and shit. Like, yeah, so
3: they play like Washington. They played Daniel Jones on a short week.
2: Yeah, even even with the Giants, mm-hmm. the Giants kept it close, and then all of a sudden they're up twenty. 23 Before I you know Baker, it I
3: Baker When Baker was on a free fall Well the whole year Was a free fall But that's when It was like peak bad there, so.
2: so yeah I think I, that, That's always been My thing man you, you could boast About your record But I could also Nitpick it That you haven't Played anyone good This is I think Not only the biggest X Factor this year Maybe because I really like Tua Like a lot If Tua's healthy and he's the answer for Miami, man, you're looking at Miami being a force. I think for real. like this, I think this kid has that kind of impact. You know what I was talking about with my friends the other day? We're at the beach, right? Staying with the common theme of plugging our friends every chance we get. My buddy Tommy throws the football lefty. And dude, I couldn't catch it. Because of the rotation of the ball. You know, oh, the ball spins a different okay. way when you throw a lefty. I'm a lefty, too. So, it's just not like the first like three, four balls. And I'm talking about just like, dude, from here to like where the green screen is. Like, not that far. I just couldn't catch it. Wow. Because I wasn't accustomed to that rotation of the football. How many lefty quarterbacks there are in the NFL? Four? Less? Um, no, I'm asking oh, you. Cause I, 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 I can't name off the top of my head. There were no starters yeah. last year that were lefty. Right. And, like, is a lefty quarterback. Yeah. And I also think with Tua, the coolest thing about him is he has that, like, charisma and swagger he's about him. He's got good demeanor. Good demeanor.
3: And he's, he's like the
2: anti-Jake Cutler. He's played in big games. And also, I think his health, man, he was the number—it was tank for Tua, tank for Tua, um— Daily news had like get the Hawaiian, like crazy things for the Jets to get him or some shit or whoever it was, I forgot what it was. But um, you know, this is a team that has been searching for a guy for a very long time. And I know Tannehill was the guy there for a little bit, but what I mean by that is like security at the most important position in sports for a decade plus. To me, that's what I describe as a franchise quarterback. Everyone has their own thing, like oh, Super Bowls and whatnot, but like I would sign up for Daniel Jones to have Matt Ryan's career right now. Absolutely. That's longevity. Longevity. uh, You're in it every year. You know that you have a quarterback who you know what his ceiling is. MVP could bring you to a Super Bowl. And it's just stability and durability, longevity. It's all that stuff. So for me, it's like Matthew Stafford, same thing. What happens with the pieces around him, that's a different conversation. But I think with Tua, man, I think Tua's that kind of dude that it could be a game changer for the whole AFC, which the AFC, like, you're on the fence about Buffalo. I'm a little higher on Buffalo than you are, but there's so much unknown in the AFC, right? We like Watson, but I think Hopkins is a huge loss for them. What do we make of Drew Locke? rivers is on his you know on the line he's on the 18th hole right now
3: i'm interested with tan i really want to see if he could replicate what he did because he everyone's talking about derrick henry roughly saw derrick henry monster love everything about him but there were games regular season wise tan delivered people forget about that just because the playoffs they can run heavy but i still think tennessee they could they're gonna be a problem
2: the issue i have with tennessee is that your x-factor or that oh, was just no. I'm just okay. I'm just talking about SEC okay. teams. So yeah. the big issue I think with Tennessee is Kansas City showed you if they fall down ten, the game's over. That's a little harsh. That's
3: Kansas City and ten. I think you mean like seventeen. Man, ten's two possession.
2: 10, 10, 10, ten Hills not like Mark Sanchez. <laughs> He's not like Mark Sanchez, but I also think that when I'm watching, like I know. The Chiefs fell behind early in that game, but then when they took back the lead, I was like, "Yo, this game's over." They beat the Chiefs throughout the season. season. Tannehill
3: played very well.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was yeah. wasn't that the first game he started?
3: Not, I, not sure. Yeah, I yeah. It was but October. that was on that run. That was on that run that they went on because he came in against Denver when Mario was just disaster. Right, he was like enough's enough. But but my, I think if you're looking at the AFC East, I think X Factor just has to be about Miami because okay, we know the Bills. Like just to reiterate, like. I'm not super high on the Bills. as like a Super Bowl kind like I just because I just don't believe in Josh Allen. But they're favorites in the division. Like I, if you told me to say who's winning the division, I would pick Buffalo. But I, I look at Buffalo as more like a 10-win team. I don't think they're a 12-win team just because of the limitations offensively. But I do like Buffalo. New England, we'll see. But like, I don't think the Jets are relevant. For me, If when it comes to X Factor, it's. the development of Miami's rebuilding project because you could tell Miami had a plan last year. We're getting rid of talent. Some of those trades, okay, like her now, okay, maybe make a Fitzpatrick a little overboard because he's a legitimate playmaker. Tunsell, I think they probably benefited from that big time. But I just want to see, okay, they they clearly tanked last year even though they were pretty competitive. I just want to see like, this whole Rebellion project, they were very active in free agency. I liked most of the moves. Eric Flowers, okay. <laughs> Don't really know about that one. But, Please. But I think Flores with Kyle Van Noy, is good. that should be fun. Uh, I think Jordan Howard, if you use him right, could be a difference maker. Matt Breida with Healthy could do things. And we talked about Byron Jones before. And like, I, I do like the pieces. And they really, like we talked about two of four, they went heavy also on offensive line, which is what they need because – look at that law offense line last year. Like I don't know if there were any NFL caliber starters on the offensive line. Like Fitzpatrick took a beating. There's a reason why Josh Rose is there. after like three games, like, all right, you can't play. And, you know, I don't think Josh had, Rose could really play regardless of the situation. But I, I want to see how Miami just as an overall franchise, like, can they win seven, eight games? Because I think that's the next step for them. Like, okay, we know they can be competitive. Clearly know the players are behind Flores. Now I think it's just a matter of putting it all together because they got pieces there and I want to see Devontae Parker let's do it like I've always been high on Devontae Parker the fact that he put it together with Ryan Fitzpatrick of all people that's exciting as well so I just think Miami they are the x-factor I look at more from a general scale just because I want to see they clearly had a long-term plan we're just reshuffling everything is it going to be a three- to four-year plan, or is it going to be a two-year plan where, okay, they're going to be 9-7. They might be an actual wildcard team. I think that's what I'm looking at.
2: Yeah, I agree with you a lot on that. That's why I think Tula's health is such a big X factor. Just moving forward, because... I think he's that big of a game changer, man. There's just something about him. And like you said, I'm all for a plan, dude. Mm -hmm. If if my GM comes in and he's like, yo, we're going to get rid of everybody and rebuild. At least don't like what I hated that the Giants did. And again, sorry, I'm talking about the Giants, but it's the team that I know really well. You can make a
3: comparison here.
2: They were rebuilding and trying to win now with Eli. Like it didn't make any sense. At least Miami was like, yo, we're going to get rid of everyone.
3: You saw the headline week one. Players like I want to leave like this team's clearly looking to lose.
2: Yeah, yeah. we're looking to lose. We're going to trick. We're going to get whatever assets we can. We have three first round picks yeah. this year and we're going to find a quarterback whether it was going to be Herbert or Tua or whoever. I also think that they had some revisionist history with the idea of passing up on Drew Brees because of shoulder issues mm-hmm. and injuries. Now they're like, yo, look, we're getting gift wrapped a guy who was supposed to be the guy. It's fourteen years later though, because what was Breeze
3: 06, around that? So it's been a long time. since nah, that, but, yeah. hey, but I know it's in the, the back of their mind. But like new regime, and
2: right? Things, yeah. Right? But but the people at the top haven't changed, so they're True. probably saying yeah. like, "Yo, pull the trigger on that." Mm-hmm. If you don't think owners have influence on drafts, I True. think you'd be no. They obviously things, do. You know. Yeah. So, and I think so, man. I, I like what Miami's doing. If you're a Miami fan, you want eight and eight this year, mm-hmm. seven and nine. Mm-hmm. Two will plays a good amount of games.
3: Yeah, because we don't even know if he's going to start the season. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he's healthy. And then
3: I, I think it's just amazing how every year Ryan Fitzpatrick finds a way to be the opening day starter. Like even when he was in Tampa where Jameis was there, like Jameis got suspended. I forgot. What was the reason? I, it was the, the Uber maybe. I th- it might have been the or the crab legs. Maybe one
2: of the. No, the crab legs was in college.
3: Yeah. So I think he did something like, I don't know, like had some sort of altercation with the Uber driver. Yeah. But then it's just like Ryan Fitzpatrick is the week one starter. I'm like, how is this happening for the seventh straight year? So it'll be funny if he starts again. But, yeah, I just think because, man, like Miami was a punchline last year. Like every week it was like, oh, how many, how much are you going to lose by? Like those games against Baltimore, New England, and then they just slowly start being competitive. They beat the Eagles when the Eagles were desperate. They beat, ruined the Patriots' plans. We talked I, about I that. I think they altered, the
2: they altered the whole AFC. Yeah. Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker. Think about it, dude. Pats get home field there. They don't got to play that next week. Maybe Brady's a little more rejuvenated having a week off, right? right? Also, think about it. I think that was like the sixth time in his career he played wild card weekend. So, it's so a psychological team. Thing. Yeah, there's a team that's like, yo, we're always chilling. We get that extra day. And on top of that, they also played on Saturday. So, they had yeah, one extra. I think it's a very last, physical right. Tennessee team. Yeah, so. that was hot. So.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, I, Miami has pieces. I think just I'm waiting to see if it's going to take a little more time or is the time now like will they be playing January
2: last thing I'll leave you with this Miami or the Jets who would surprise you more if they won the division oh the Jets yeah you think they're they're the last I think the Jets are bomb five team in the league so what do you do if you're Sam Donald you hope for new coaching stuff man that would be three coaches in four years I don't know how you have
3: any confidence in Amgase. I just, I think Amgase and Matt Patricia are the two coaches. I don't know how they're there. because I just think they've alienated so many people within the organization, the fan base, with some of their decisions, the way they handle themselves. It's just a real negative environment. Now, I do think it's encouraging for Don that he does at least have a left tackle that can protect. I am very intrigued by the – I can't pronounce his name, but from yeah. Yeah. He, he looks very physically imposing. But besides that, it's just like, what do you got there? Like, it's just, it's very bleak in the Jets, and it's, it's not like their defense is all that great. It's just, I don't know how you can be encouraged right now with the Jets, because I know some people are saying, oh, they, um, they went seven nine last year. They started one seven. All right, so not to bring up the Falcons, but it's just like, okay, like you beat up on some bad teams. Because think about it, like, who was the most impressive win the Jets had? They beat. Pittsburgh in Week 16, or they, they capitalized on Dallas.
2: I would say Dallas was probably the most impressive win, especially when you looked at where Dallas was at that point. Um, obviously how the Cowboys finished, you might take that with a grain of salt. But that was also the game that Darnold came back from the mono. Right. Yeah, he was impressive. No, it was. It's just other than
3: that, but I just, people are saying, "Oh, the Jets—they went from 1779 but it's like, okay, the- yo.
2: So, I said this about the Jets. I think they're going to be a better team this year, but I think their record is going to be worse. Is that possible? It can be because they
3: feasted on some bad teams.
2: Like, I, I, I see them going 5-11, and 11, but I think they have a better team this year. Now, let's see what happens with Jamal Adams, too. I don't like that situation. I'm also not paying $100 million to a safety. No. Like, I think what Washington did with Landon Collins was pretty egregious. <sighs> I'm a big Landon Collins guy, but... Sometimes when that bottom line is too crazy, yeah. I gotta shy away. All right, man. Any other thoughts on the AFC East? No, it's not crazy. You are not to... hyped. That you're like, like what? I know fun we have to. This? to you're yeah. Like, okay,
3: I love Stephon Diggs and maybe Buffalo's exciting, but you know, look, if Tua does his thing with Miami, they'll be a thing. But New England's a whole. They're just a big mystery right now, and I just I don't know how you could be excited about the Jets. I just don't know anything that's there. So
2: it's very fair. Yeah.
3: Very Don't fair. worry. When it's the NFC West, I will do this. i would will be willing to do a two-hour podcast on NFC West. No, no, <laughs> I know.
2: I was just, I was just trolling you, because it was. I agree with you. I think this might be the worst division in football.
3: It's just there's not a lot there. Like, if if somehow there's two teams that make the, the I'll be shocked if there's two teams coming out of the division that make the playoffs. Could you? Could you, could you no, imagine? No way. Could, could you imagine like them? Because you look at the North and the West. Like you look at North and West, the talent that they have there. Just off the top, the
2: North has three teams I could see make the playoffs. Yeah, Same as the West. The West has three teams I could see make the playoffs. The South, s- the best. South. I could see two teams make it. <laughs> yeah, I could see maybe Indy. Yeah. In- Indy and yeah, in Tennessee. Does, yeah. And then I just see Buffalo making it. Right. I'd be shocked, yeah. But, hey, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. All right. At the Lame Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum where you can find everything from the show like review subscribe all that fun stuff help grow the podcast i appreciate it a lot of growth over the last couple of weeks thank you all for listening to all the new listeners and viewers welcome welcome legends much love from everyone here at vm alan where can they find you alan underscore sterk that's A W L E N underscore sdrk we'll catch you guys next time
1: in the lane i'm feeling the strain i'm here for the spot to be filled not to be cocky but all of you watching while i'm in the cup paying property bills Oh,